0: Oh, it's a good day. Good day. Bill Michael showing us Thursday. We're glad to have you. Packers uh, Packers Vikings week. Packers back in the practice field today. And we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur and Eric Stokes, who was placed on the IR yesterday. We're going to hear that conversation. We're going to hear from Jordan Love. we got all that coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, now we bring in our buddy, Paul and The Charch is with us, talking a little fancy football. But first and foremost, charge. I got to ask you, I'm a little surprised because, boy, the win on Monday night, that was that defense played like inspired football and they walk away with a win. Were you surprised they got a win? Well, a little surprised the win, yes. Um, The defense
1: had been trending so much better than last year. You know, I I don't need to tell your listeners what Ed Donatel can do to a defense, and you know we suffered through that last year. You bring in Brian Flores, and you know now the Vikings have got just like an NFL average defense and a really good offense, and you know they can go out and win games that way, which has been you know very refreshing here. I can tell you that much, and it changed the entire tenor of the season for the Vikings because. With a loss here, the Vikings playoff hopes were really dashed, Bill. And at that point, I think we're buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. And we kind of going through the motions and we'd have a lot more talk about is Kirk the quarterback of the future? Do you entertain crazy offers for Daniel Hunter or even Justin Jefferson? Stuff like that. And now all Mm -hmm. that goes away, at least for a week. And now the Vikings, you know, now your team's in really a must-win situation, I think, for, for any realistic hopes of the playoffs. And, you know, the Vikings aren't far off must-win, but if the Vikings, you know, I'm worried this is a trap game for Minnesota. Short week, the letdown after the upset win, you're going to Green Bay against an opponent that knows you intimately. I'm, I'm nervous about this game from a Vikings standpoint. What, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, uh, it kind of leads me into one of my questions that a, a listener just uh, sent me. But uh, I, I am looking at this game as if you don't look better offensively for the Packers, then mm-hmm. I'm, I am I think there's a lot of fans ready to throw their hands in the air. I mean, we've heard all the excuses. The youth, you know, uh, then the offensive line and yep. the injuries and all the things that have happened, yep. trying to get on the same page. And then it was, well, we haven't played a game in 21 days. We, we're not in a routine. We, you know, I mean, it's just like anything that we, <laughs> would, you know, it's all the crap. Yeah. And it's like, look, because you're not in a routine doesn't mean you got, you should have two guys running the same route two or three games in a row. I mean, you know, and you got a jumble. It's, it's just looked bad. So to me, if they don't get off to a fast start and it's the same type of first half, you may see if they, if they play the same way. Remember, this is a team that, has not been able to score points in the first half of ballgames. Again, shutout against right. Denver, only put up three against Vegas, three against Detroit, nothing against New Orleans, and only 10 points against Atlanta. If they don't Ooh. put any points up in the first quarter uh, or first half of this game, this is a team that I can almost guarantee you will be booed off the field at halftime. And and yeah. then things could go horribly, horribly south. So, uh, And remember, in the New Orleans game, uh, they didn't score in the first ha- first three quarters of that game, and then they piled on 18 points to come back and miraculously win that thing, and that was the deodorant that covered up a lot of bad, so they got yeah, to get a great point. together offensively.
1: <laughs> it's a great point. I mean, had that game not gone sideways, in part because Carr got knocked out of that game, right, if I'm right. remembering correctly, you know, if Carr stays healthy in that game, you probably lose, and there's probably a more real- realistic view of what your season has been, which to this point yep. has not has not been great, and And I think you hit on just a key thing. The excuses have got to start drying up if if they are out there because, you know, look at C.J. Stroud with an offensive line that's put eight linemen on injured reserve, you know, and C.J. Stroud's having a good season. He's 10th in passing, 10th, you know, and he's made one fewer NFL start than Jordan Love has. You know, so and look at what the Vikings have done. Jordan Addison, when he needed to go carry an offense, as a young receiver, he's been able to do that. He's got six touchdowns already. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, the use thing doesn't does not, does not work for me. The injury thing doesn't work for me. You know, to some, those are, those are rationales. They're not, they're not meritless, but at some point, if you're a, a good team, you got to overcome that stuff. And right. to this point, Jordan Love and the, the rest of that offense hasn't really, I think, hamstrung, no pun intended, with the Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones injury, I think is really hurts this the overall offense a lot just no balance coming from the running game Jones your best off most proven offensive weapon your best offensive weapon and to have him out there limping through 10 carries a game four
0: carries a game
1: it's just it it really puts you in a bind because AJ Dillon just ain't he's just not a starting NFL running back
0: I got a question, and he said, uh, ask Charge, because his starting tight end is TJ Hawkinson, who obviously has the ankle injury, and uh, he's going to be coming back from that. He said, him or Dalton Kincaid, he can pick up Dalton Kincaid and the free agent wire, and he said he sees Dalton Kincaid maybe as somebody that can just be patchwork until Hawkinson comes back, but he said, give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, Hawkins is expected to play through it. And if, if okay. he does, then
0: you don't give any thought to that. Um, you know, that's
1: where we are right now. So, you know, unless something changes, that's the expectation. But that doesn't mean that listeners shouldn't pick up Dalton Kincaid because you absolutely should. So in, he's the first rounder for Buffalo. And Buffalo's been roughly splitting their tight end work between Kincaid and Dawson Knox. And that's made neither of them startable for fantasy purposes but now with Knox out and he's been ruled out of this game and, and probably one or two after that Dalton Kincaid's going to get all the work and if you were to combine those two if you were to Frankenstein Dalton Kincaid and uh and uh and Dawson Knox into one hybrid guy you'd have the the tight end with the third most receptions and eighth most yards so there's there's, you know, that and that counts for a lot in the tight end wasteland of fantasy football. So go get right. Dalton Kincaid for most people that don't have the luxury of T.J. Hawkinson and consider giving him a start tonight against Tampa Bay.
0: One of the other guys I know you sent me a note on was Trey McBride out of Arizona. He's another one that people. Could yeah. Look at.
1: Yes, he is. McBride was a, a first rounder a couple of years ago, um, and you know, tight at most tight ends take two, three years to really get rolling. Uh, even the Hall of Famers, two, three years to get rolling. The thing, and, and Zach Ertz was there, and they were using Zach Ertz a lot. But Zach Ertz just went on IR on Tuesday. So Trey McBride steps in, and he had already seen a big uptick in snaps and targets, and you might be thinking, Bill, yuck, a Cardinals tight end, you know, I'll look elsewhere. But Josh Dobbs is throwing to his tight ends like crazy. Ten targets per game to the tight end position. Fourth most in the league. And so there's a real opportunity here for Trey McBride
0: as well. Uh, This was from Mike and Racine says, Tell the he won me my game last weekend with his advice. Can he tell me today, Adam Thielen or Christian Kirk? All
1: right. Now, these are Adam Thielen. What a great final stanza for his career in Carolina. He is a top 10 fantasy wide receiver so far. And really that's, the whole Carolina passing offense goes through him, nobody else, no tight right. end, no other receivers doing anything. And, you know, in this particular case, you're Bryce young, you drop back to pass, you've got one veteran receiver who's going to catch everything that you throw. And he's going to be exactly where he's supposed to be. And that's Adam Thielen. So it's been a great season. Now he does have a tricky matchup with Houston. People, casual fans may not realize Houston's a very good uh, pass defense. They are. Um, I and I so I still lean Thielen just based on totality of of work here, but just know that they are they are a trickier start. Um Christian Kirk's been great, uh, and I have nothing against Kirk as well, and I, I do like his opportunity here, but I got I've got Thielen a
0: couple of spots higher. Uh I also wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, we've got tonight's game obviously, but last week yeah. we saw finally Lamar Jackson bust out, and he was more of yeah. a pocket passer. He was throwing the guys, and mm-hmm. I know for some people that were, you know, having certain of, uh, certain receivers of his in, in fantasy, they, they were considering benching because he was still running around. Do you now go, okay, yeah. wait a minute, now he's starting to stay in the pocket?
1: Yeah, and by the way, I mean, how about that Ravens victory? They I never decimated- saw that coming. No, I didn't either. I mean, I thought that thing was going to be an absolute slugfest. The Ravens ended that thing at half. It was they were you know the lions were dead at half. Um, I think at that point it might have been twenty eight nothing. So yeah, it was a it was a resounding victory and Lamar Jackson. They now they really started the new offensive coordinator uh, Todd Munkin started very very slowly implementing his passing offense, but it's starting to open up now. Zay Flowers is a legitimate rookie of the year candidate. He's pr- unlikely to win it. But he is powering that offense. First-round draft pick, Zay Flowers. But the guy I'd like to point out, Bill, Odell Beckham back from the dead. The undead right. corpse of Odell Beckham running around. He had spent a lot of this season hobbled. He's back. He's healthy. He's productive. He's coming off a game with season highs and targets, receptions, and yards. And he's passing the eye test. I'm looking at him going, dude looks spry. And he looks good. So, Lamar Jackson throwing it well in a dream matchup this week for Odell Beckham against Arizona with arguably the worst set of cornerbacks in the league. And the worst cornerback in the league, a guy named Marco Wilson, who has allowed the most receptions and the most yards of any player in the NFL. And Odell Beckham's going to have that matchup for a lot of this game. So, nice sneaky pickup on an emerging passing offense, Odell
0: Beckham. I got one from our buddy, Steven Richfield says, uh, I need one at the wide receiver position, Terry McLaurin or Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah. Godwin plays tonight. McLaurin has been really good and he's really thriving uh, with Sam Howell as his quarterback. And he goes up against Philadelphia and you might be thinking, "Well, well, well, I don't want anything to do with the Philadelphia defense. The Philadelphia run defense is awesome. And the commanders can't run anyway. What you can do is you can pass on these Eagles. It's really different this year than it has has been in past years. Philadelphia gives up the fourth-most receptions and the second-most touchdowns per game to opposing wide receivers, which I think most people would never have guessed. And McLaurin's an Eagles killer. Hit him a month ago when these teams played. Eight catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. He's posted at least six receptions for 80 yards in, in three straight games against the Eagles.
0: So, yeah, Terry McLaurin way up at wide receiver 14 this week. Uh, Mark says, Jalen Hurts or Jared Goff this week?
1: I, you start Jalen Hurts every week. What are we talking about here? You get a quarterback I, who's going to run for 15 touchdowns this year. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know why we're, why we're even talking about that.
0: Come on. He said he, he said in his fantasy, he had Jared Goff ranked higher, but Jalen Hurts been playing better, so he said he wasn't sure which one to be starting. And I, I said, okay, I'll, uh, look, I'll ask the nah,
1: that's, yeah, No, stop. I mean, if, if look, you could maybe do this if Jalen Hurts was playing, I don't know against Cleveland or some elite defense, but he's not. He's playing Washington. This is a right. terrible defense. I have literally a perfect ten out of ten grade for Jalen
0: Hurts this week. Uh, Then you've got uh, down in Miami, because that's another thing we want to talk about. When you say that, you know, you look at Miami and the juggernaut that they have been and the speed that they have, but everybody's getting nicked up down there. Do you start to have concerns when it comes to playing those guys in fantasy?
1: Well, I think there might be some opportunity here. So let's note, Tyreek Hill's got a hip injury. He missed practice yesterday. Um, And yesterday, Tua was asked about the injury, and he said something like, we're hoping he comes back. Uh, we're hoping he, the time was like hoping he comes. The timetable is not too far out. It was really—it was really weird. Where he's like, right. "Man, this is, maybe this is worse than I know." Jalen Wilde's got a back injury, and then a running back, A. Chains on IR. Raheem Mostert always gets hurt, and now he is hurt. He's got an ankle injury. So what I want to urge fantasy players to do is consider picking up some of the deeper Dolphins who may be able to—you might be able to just throw in your lineup this week against New England. Jeff Wilson is the running back who came off IR last week. Got onto the field, didn't do much, but got onto the field. And then Braxton Berrios is the likely wide receiver who would who would pick up the routes that Tyreek or Waddle run if either one of those miss, because he's a built just like him. He's fast, he's thin, he's slippery. Um, I think he would be the guy who gets some extra work there. So there's a couple of angles to pick up if you want a piece of the Miami offense, perhaps for this week if uh, injuries do uh, these injuries hold up.
0: I know we only have a minute, but I want you to hit tonight's game as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. One is, you know, Buffalo's offense has struggled three straight weeks. So just two touchdowns and their loss to New England last week. They they did not score against the Giants in the first half the week before that, and they only went on to score 14 points. And then they lost to Jacksonville and only put up 20 points in that game. Tampa's a sneaky good defense. They're just giving up 17 points per game, Bill. Just one and a half touchdowns per game, which puts them behind only – San Francisco and Baltimore in touchdowns allowed. That's elite-level stuff happening for that Tampa defense. So I don't know that Buffalo automatically is the bounce-back offense that I think people think they are against Tampa. Um, And I'll mention this as well. Baker Mayfield, shockingly effective so far. He's on pace for almost 4,000 receiving yards, which would be a career high. On pace for 26 touchdowns. Tampa's quietly sitting at 500 they're right in the middle of the playoff run in a weak division so um yeah this is a it's this thing might be a little bit more of a battle um and a little bit closer than I think a lot of people think and I, I wouldn't just
0: discount this as a, as a one-sided affair coming up tonight charge who you got uh, in the game on Sunday real quick who you picking
1: Vikings are the better team, and I just, I, I, you know, they've played better.
0: I really want to believe uh, that they're going to win. So I'm going to take the Vikings, but I'm really worried about all the intangibles,
1: you know, the letdown, the short week, the travel, and the fact that the Packers have to have this win.
0: Always good, buddy. We'll uh, talk to you again next week, okay? Tell Paul Allen I said hi. I've texted him a couple of times. I guess I'm going to get him a Zantigos gift card and then give it to him on Sunday. <laughs> That's a great idea. He will love that, actually. He's
1: a fast right. food hound. He's gonna, he will yes. love that.
0: That's a, awesome that is stuff, a great bud. call. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> talk, Bye-bye. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. There you go. Paul Charchian join us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. And uh, great to get some of the questions from you in. And I uh, talked to him about some fantasy football stuff as well as get the lowdown on the Minnesota Vikings. Good, 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 good stuff. Good to have you on board. This portion of the program brought to you by friends over at the Social House, H-A-U-S, uh, the Tiger Burger at the Social House. That's the real deal. Love that thing. And I uh, have been for a while. been telling you about the new some of the new items on the menu. So head over to the social house, whether it's for a Halloween costume contest, maybe to watch some of the games this weekend. Sunday they have breakfast on Sunday morning, just awesome stuff. A lot of good stuff. West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. That is a social H A U S social house. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Coon. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays.
1: Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass.
0: No interference on that play, Coach.
1: And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go.
2: You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Say hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the
0: pocket. It, 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 it in the Good to have you back. Go Michael's show. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. Enjoying a Thursday. Enjoying it. Th- coming up at the bottom of the hour, um, we are uh, we're going to hear from uh, Matt Lafleur a little bit from yesterday. Got to take a listen to it. I, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the uh, huddle last night, uh, we played it in its entirety. Uh, we'll play a majority of it here today, but want to take a listen to some of that. And then a little bit later on, we also have uh, some more sound coming up in the last hour from uh, inside of the locker room that Mike Clemens happened to gather. And we got some Jordan Love stuff. Uh, we also have. Uh, Some Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes goes back on the IR, and we're going to hear a little bit from him and also even from Christian Watson. So that is going to be coming up here in in the next hour. I wanted you to know that. Uh, This is from uh, Tom. Tom says, uh, hey, guys, uh, if the Packers play poorly again, then what? Well, it's not like they're going to quit or fire anybody. Nobody – I can't imagine anyone getting – I mean, I I think – there's a lot of people either hoping that things get really good and that they turn it around or things get really bad and that all of a sudden Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekunst or whomever come down and start firing people midseason. And that's the reaction, the, the gut reaction, the frustration from fans and the emotional reaction. I understand that, but that, that's not going to happen. I, I would be really surprised. If that happened, now, if the team goes really bad and it looks like they've just quit, then that'll happen. but I, I just i I would say if I had to be a betting man, if I had to sit here today, I would say that ninety five percent of me says there is not going to be any kind of a firing during the season. I understand the emotion, and I understand the frustration. But it's just not going to happen. That's just not the way you do things, you know. You let it play out. You give all the opportunities in the world for for everybody's job to be corrected, and then you move on. If you if indeed you knew, need to do that at the end of the season, we
1: gotta we gotta cool it a little bit with the well. If they lose this weekend, then what approach? Well, if they lose this weekend, they're gonna go back. They're gonna watch the film. They're gonna try to make corrections. They'll come back, play another game, and we watch yeah. and hope that it gets better. That that's. That's what bad teams do. That's what rebuilding teams right. do. That's what the season is.
0: And I, here's the thing though, I have never considered this team to be rebuilding. I just thought it's going to be young at the wide receiver and tight end position. It's going to take a little while to figure it out. Beyond that, I I don't I don't think of it as a young team. I think of it as a a, a young in in mere, you know, age team. But I keep going back to they didn't get young because of an influx of youth. They got young because of an exodus of age. You know, and, and that's that to me, that's the difference. It's like driving a car. You know, there's a new car with a break in period when it has, you know, 20 miles on it when you buy it or a new car to you, but already has 50,000 miles on it. And most of the stuff that was problematic has already been fixed. So, you know, to me, it's, it's the new car to us, but Jordan Love's been behind the scenes studying, understanding, learning, looking at everything that Matt LaFleur has to offer for three years. It's time to fly. For the young guys, you know, the Jaden Reed, the Luke Musgrave, the Tucker Craft, un- understandable. But beyond it, you still have Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Samari Torre that have already been there, done that. Yeah, they're in their second year, but they've been there, done that. You only, when you break it down, you really only have three new guys that are participating heavily on your offense. Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, and, and Tucker Kraft. That's it. Other than that, these guys have all been through this before. Now, only one year versus two years versus five years or six? I understand that. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Ron listening to us out in Madison. Ron, how you doing today, man? What's up?
2: Hey, uh, I was wondering about Aaron Jones. Is he, is he going to be able to play this Sunday a lot more than he has been?
0: He
1: practiced you would today. So. He's yeah, back in he practice practiced yep.
0: today, and I know that Matt Lafleur talked about it yesterday, and we're going to hear from Matt. Uh, but he talked about him being sore. But yeah, he's he's ready to go. He'll be back. He was back in practice today. Sure He'll be like, ready to go in this game.
2: Then yeah, I mean, you know, this game uh, to me personally is almost like a must-win game.
0: I would agree. This, this I mean, could be if, the if, season if, right here. So let let me ask you this: If you're talking must win, are you talking must win for the postseason, or just must win to put this thing back on track?
2: Uh, just to get back on track, right? uh, and okay. just to, the next. I mean, the next couple games. Who do they got? The Vikings, uh, Rams, Chargers. Steelers, Chargers.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Man, if they can yep. win three of those, I. I Just to get back on track. And uh, so uh, that's my comment. So uh, hopefully Aaron Jones will get a lot more touches this Sunday because he's our best playmaker.
0: Right. No, I would agree 100%. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, you've got the Vikings and the Rams. Then you travel to Pittsburgh. Then you come back home to take on the Chargers before you go back on the road on Thanksgiving to take on the Lions. So your next five games, they're that 12 o'clock window. There's a routine that's set. The only thing that breaks it up is you're playing on a Thursday on Thanksgiving. But you've got 12 o'clock windows. Your routine is pretty much set up. No excuses. Now you just you know, plow forward and you're into the meteor season. No more bye coming up. No more funky nights coming up and, su- and such until you get to the Chiefs game, which is the week after that Lions game. And that is what? The 3rd, I think, is what it is. I think it's December 3rd. Uh, and that is a, an evening game. That's a Sunday night game. Uh, so you got like ten days in between, uh, you know, your game against the Lions and then the Sunday night game, but uh, the question becomes, would they flex that out of Sunday night if it becomes where the Chiefs are just rolling and the Packers are an embarrassment? Then again, you also have two storied franchises that do draw pretty well, so I don't think they'll flex it out of that. But then don't forget the week after that, you you got the Packers on Monday night. You got them on a Monday night game. And then the rest of the season um, – no, I take that back. Then you got, what, two noon games because nobody's going to want to watch the Giants and the the Packers if they're just flailing. Then you got two, I think, noon games. And then isn't the Vikings game on Sunday night football, the second to last game of the season? I think the Vikings game is on Sunday night football, the Packers-Vikings. And if that really doesn't have much meaning at all, they could flex that thing out. How bad would it be to uh, have the consideration of the Packers being flexed out of not one but two primetime games? Oof. Can't imagine it happening, but you never know. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, you're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: all-new potawatomi casino hotel has something you gotta see play more slots and games and you could say show me the money to reveal up to 10 grand each thursday Eight hundred thousand in prizes is up for grabs 40 winners each week this october and november at potawatomi milwaukee when you're ready to win just say show me the money more info at paysbig.com must be 21 years old and a club member to play
0: My guy Scott Ellis over at Homeside Financial. If you are looking for a mortgage, if you are looking for your first mortgage, refi, whatever it happens to be, especially right now, uh, you need somebody to help you navigate through the financial side of things and uh, how they can get different interest rates for you. Don't be afraid of the interest rates right now, and they'll explain why. But uh, go ahead and get a hold of Scott. Team Ellis, Scott Ellis. 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771, anywhere in the state of Wisconsin. 414-791-7771. And uh, ask about the 2-1 buy-down. He's the guy that took care of me and got me a lower interest rate. And then after a year, checked me again. We redid the whole thing, got an even lower interest rate. I mean, it just it worked out fantastic. So uh, get a hold of Scott. Scott's a really good guy, very upfront, very honest. And he works really, really, always answers the phone, too. 414-791-7771. 414-791. 7771. That's Scott Ellis, Team Ellis from Homeside Financial. Um, Matt LaFleur spoke to the media yesterday. I want to get right into this, so go ahead and uh, take a listen to what Matt LaFleur had to say.
3: So, Aaron Jones, Josh Myers, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Savage, and Eric Stokes did not practice. Then limited were Jair Alexander, Drake Campbell, Elton Jenkins, Yash, and Devontae Wyatt. Matt, is um, Musgrave just an ankle, or is is he
1: protocol or anything
3: like that? No, it's just an ankle. Is that any
2: setback or is this just a rest day? Yeah,
3: yeah I mean he's just a little bit sore and as to be expected, um, you know, hopefully we can ramp him up and, you know, get him more uh, more snaps out there.
1: After Sunday's game, Sean Payton said uh, because of the Packers five-man rush, the pass rush, wanted to get him in base. Uh, I think do a lot of running plays on third down. Did you pick that up during the game or, or can you pick that up? Is it difficult to see the guy's trying to get you in a different defense in a different scenario?
3: Yeah, but ultimately, I mean, you can play whatever you want to play. Um, it just depends how how matchy you want to be. And that is a game-by-game game basis.
1: Now, What's the challenge going up against a team of blitzes as much as the Vikings have this year?
3: Yeah, they, they're doing an outstanding job. I think uh, Coach Flores, who's got a very aggressive scheme, and it seems like they're they're starting to get their footing more and more the more they play. I think that was pretty evident the other night for San Francisco. We all know how good they are offensively and, and, and on the defensive side, and they, they went out there and played a really great game. Um, but, yeah, they're not afraid. They're going to – at sometimes it's going to look like a, a punt rush. So you got to have a plan for that, and – um, go out there and execute that plan. So but it, it does present a lot of challenges. And those guys are they're fast, they're physical. I mean everybody knows about Hunter and uh, what, what he's able to do. But then when you, you combine that with guys on the back end, um, like Harrison Smith's been kind of a thorn in everybody's side for, for years. just his ability to disguise, he may be on the line of scrimmage and then go back and play either a deep hook player, or a deep third, or a deep half. I mean, he's all over the map, and he, they're, they're, it's just a very good defense. There's got, they've got they got some experience there. Uh, Hicks does a great job. Um, so they got a lot of pieces, and they do a good job schematically, and, and um, you know, they want to apply pressure.
1: Offense, what has enabled Addison to make the kind of impact he has for them?
3: So... Well, he's a guy that, you know, just studying them coming out of college that Everybody was pretty excited about. I think he's um, he's a dynamic threat down the field, and he's he's proven that. I think some of the plays he's made throughout the course of the season, um, the the ball he ripped away from Ward the other night that was those are impressive plays, and um, he's been a, a big deep threat for him. And uh, you know he's obviously developed a pretty good rapport with Kirk. Relatively early into the season, and um, I think Kirk Cousins is playing outstanding football right now. And He's a guy that you guys know. I go way back to him uh, with him in his rookie year in Washington, and he's a guy that I've had the utmost respect for. I feel like he's always been uh, severely underrated. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the game, and he's playing like it
2: at the top quarterbacks in the game. Really, throughout the league, it seems that the common denominator is that each of them have a guy that they can throw
3: to when they've got to have it. Even with Kirk, they don't have Jefferson. Addison steps
1: up. Hockenson. How important is that defined for Jordan?
3: Uh, I think it's it's important for all quarterbacks, and I think we're we're still uh, developing that rapport with him and, and our receiving core and. Um, the one thing I'll tell you is uh, we got a, a lot of confidence in all those guys that when called upon they're going to make the play and um, You know we just gotta I think the more they play the better that everybody's going to get and they're going to gel together The further we get on into the season
0: Can you Just talk about the decision with Savage and, and seeing Devondre back today At least in some drills.
3: Yeah, so yeah Dre was out there uh, great to have him back uh, very, you know he's a leader on this football team has been playing at a high level and then um you know unfortunately Sav's going to go to IR and uh, hopefully we'll get him back here in a couple weeks.
2: You said late Monday when we were talking to you that it's all right
3: there for Jordan when you're when you're working on that report and you're trying to build that chemistry what are you evaluating in law what's the it that, that you're seeing to, to know that, that
1: it's all there for him Well
3: I think it's the same thing that we evaluate all these guys on. It's specifically with the quarterback position. It's the decision making, the timing, the accuracy. And how are his fundamentals? Is he is he pulling the trigger? Is he being decisive? Uh, you know, um, we've used this old saying, indecisive equals ineffective. And so he's just got to continue to get those reps. I thought he had a great day of practice. And hopefully, you know, you have a great week of practice. That translates to Sunday, so. Um, and we're gonna need it's not just about him though. I've said that so many times. We need everybody. We need all ten men around him to do their job as well. Otherwise you don't have a chance. Man, you had what, two years with Kirk in
1: Washington? Right? I think he started four games over that span, so I know it's a small sample size, but do you remember kind of him going through some of these similar indecisive equals ineffective and, and how long do you think it takes before you of playing?
3: sitting in six games of play. Yeah, I think every quarterback's a little bit different, the circumstances are a little bit different. Um, you know so I think everybody's going to learn that at their own pace, you know, the, the there's so many variables that go into this in terms of just everybody around you, uh, what what defenses you're going against, the game plan. So everything can be a little bit, you know, different.
1: How this made a couple of throws Monday night under extreme pressure and still got the ball out at the very last second? I mean, was he in the zone Monday night?
3: How did you think he looked in that game? Yeah, shoot, I always think he's in the zone. So um, it's important to, to try to a- apply pressure to him, um, make a move around in the pocket. And you got to have sticky coverage on the, on the back end. It all works hand in hand. Um, but Kirk is a guy that he can make any throw. Uh, so... And he's, he's, he's proven it. He's done a great job. I think he's playing as good as anybody right now. And you talked about
0: the need to create more turnovers defensively to maybe help the offense up a little bit. Is there a common denominator, one or a couple things that you see when you watch your defense, the film, that they're not doing that, they need to do a better job? Well, I think the
3: emphasis, especially when you watch across the league and how people generate turnovers, is just it's all the football. When you get there, um, how are you attacking the ball carrier? Are you punching at the ball? Are you raking at the ball? All those little things add up. Are you able in the pass game to get your hand on a ball to maybe tip it up in the air to generate turnovers that way? Uh, are you able to get to the quarterback? So there's there's so many things that I know we can do at a higher level.
2: With, uh,
1: with us some with old-timers, we know how X can be. Is there some concern there with job I think and miss another game? Kind of a like- trickiness of a back me sometimes.
3: You're an old-timer?
1: Okay. Sorry to say that. Uh, uh,
3: no, I think, you know, just with any injury, let alone a back, um, yeah, there's always concern with it. But hopefully that he's getting better, and, um, you know, we're hopeful that he'll, he'd be available this Sunday.
1: What did you see from Owens after Savage got hurt Sunday? I know he had the third down penalty, but aside from that, looking back on film, how did you feel about the way Owens –
3: yeah, I thought he did he, he stepped in and did a nice job and uh, we're going to need that moving forward and certainly I, I think that just the timing of some of those third down penalties were they're critical penalties to ex- extend drives and especially, you know, if you got a guy and you got a post safety like they may call it, they may not call it. He got called. So, it's just trying to play with great fundamentals, great technique and trust in your help when you have it
2: the excitement level to just finally get back in front of the home fans, especially for
0: a big NFC North rivalry? Yeah, I
3: think it's going to be great. I think, uh, you know, how our fans are, are super supportive, and we need them to show up and, and turn out and be loud for us and, and make a difference in the game. What can you say to Stokes? I mean, he spent a year trying to get back, and then four plays, and this happens. Yeah, I talked to him today, and just, I said, uh, you know, as tough as it may be, he he is a great man, first of, first and foremost, and he's he's got a, a great personality. He's a happy guy, and I know it's, it's he's extremely disappointed, and we're disappointed for him. Just to that that's a long road to recovery, and then to get out there and play what was it four snaps or whatever it was, um, and then he goes out. It's just it is disappointing, but he's got to be. He's got to do whatever he can and, and focus on the things he can control. And that's your attitude and how you approach each and every day and being there for your teammates um, because he, he can still have an impact on this football team, whether he's on the field or not. And it's just by being the person that he is.
1: Sir, is I hope he can be back on the field
3: this year. I, I would say absolutely.
1: With your IR for now for him, though? Yes. I think you guys had a lot of expectations and hopes for the offensive line considering how a veteran that group is. Um, other than injuries, is there, is there something that's been missing from that group that's led to some of the issues that have both run and pass? You no,
3: know, I, I just think that these guys are battling. They're battling. Um, you know, we've had a few setbacks here and there, just shuffling a few guys in and out. and. Bottom line is we got to coach them better, and, and we got to go out there and execute better. And that's that's about all I can say about that. It's not for a lack of effort. You know, I got a lot of love and respect for those guys, and just the work that they put in on a daily basis. But um, you know, we're in a performance-based league, and, and we got to go out there and play better. And hopefully, we as coaches can do a better job of putting those guys in better positions for them to go out there and execute. Romeo's had some really good plays for you, obviously, this season. Um, do you need to try and figure out ways to get him more involved? Or what, what's going on with him that kind of his, you know, his contributions are maybe a little inconsistent is that? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy, we're, all, we're trying to get all these guys involved, obviously, in, in the past game. And um, sometimes based on coverages, it's it, it can be a little bit more difficult than in other games. It just depends on what teams are playing, Um You know, we've gotten a ton of zone coverage, I would say, especially the last few weeks. Um, Not a lot of man. And those limit some of those opportunities if people are going to play soft and off on you. And, you know, how do you get them the ball? And you can always, I guess, flick it out there on a screen like we did in the game. But, yeah, certainly we want to get him more involved. I I think he's shown the capability to make some big time plays for us. and so we've, gotta, we've just got to go back to the drawing board and, and try to scheme some stuff up and just have answers for whatever it is that somebody's presenting to us. What
0: kind of a weapon has T.J. Hawkinson turned into for the Vikings?
3: I think anytime time you have a tight end, uh, that's always a, a really good security blanket for, for uh, a quarterback. And I think TJ's you know, he, he's one of Kirk's main targets. So I think he's gone in there and he, he consistently produces. Um, and, you know he's a guy that we we got to know where he's at at all times on the field.
0: There you go. That is Matt Lafleur wrapping things up with yesterday's uh, presser. So uh, some interesting stuff there. We can expound upon it. Uh, got to take a quick break. A little bit late, but uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at Kemps, K E M P S, Kemps, Kemps.com. Go to Kemps.com if you are looking for uh, maybe a career, making a, a change, or maybe just finding a new job. Maybe finding a job for that matter. And they've been around a long time. Cedarburg, Wisconsin is where they're located. In Cedarburg, and they're interviewing now. For many of their open positions, and they're looking for CDL drivers. They're also looking for uh, maintenance technicians, production people. Uh, Since 1914, they've been getting it done. And you can probably find them either in your freezer or even in the groceries freezer, uh, wherever you may shop. But uh, they've been around a while. Go to KEMPS, K-E-M-P-S, uh, Kemp's KEMPS.com, KEMPS.com, and click on the careers term at the bottom of the page, the link, and you can fill out the information. And who knows? They could be. Calling you up as soon as uh, today or tomorrow and setting up an interview. But that's KEMPS, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's KEMPS.com, KEMPS.com. Chris says, uh, do we have to start taking a look at the strength and and conditioning crew for the Green Bay Packers with all these injuries? We go through this quite a bit now. Uh, I mean, if you are getting a rash of hamstring injuries, a rash of core muscle injuries, then maybe. Okay, you can look at how you're either not working it out enough, not stretching it out enough, or working it out too much. Uh, but, no, you know what? We've seen this before. One year, with the same strength and conditioning staff, one year you are one of the least injured teams in football, and then the next year you have a rash of injuries. Um, it, it's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Sometimes This is what I say, especially when it comes to football. you got to be good. you you, you got to have luck. And luck and health kind of sometimes go hand in hand, and then you got to get hot at the right time. But with uh, the injuries that they've had, the hamstring injury to Christian Watson, well, we know he's prone to it. The hamstring injury to Aaron Jones, it just happened, first game of the season, and it's kind of stuck with him. You've got a calf injury to Darnell Savage, an ankle injury to Eric Stokes, but Stokes was coming back off a major surgery to that ankle from last year. So, no, and in Bakhtiari's knee issues, that's been something for three years now. So I, I... I, no, I'm not going to go as far as to say that there's a problem with the strength and, and conditioning group. I mean, you know, it. You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, you, you, I don't think you can just go there. I think you got to look at each play, you know. You look at the way guys twist and turn, and do they get rolled up on from behind? Does a guy drag them down by their ankles as opposed to, say, their waist? do they jam their knee into the turf or don't they, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, falling awkward when you can't protect yourself from injury when you have other guys running as hard as in fact as fast and either as heavy as, or heavier than you are, you know, I, 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 you know, there, there was guys, I mean, you're right. Thomas Clay Matthews always had a hamstring injury. Always. It was problematic throughout his career. There's just some guys that are prone to it. And then sometimes You've seen guys that they get falled on, or fall Fall in, fall on. Oh my God. Fall in on, and the ankle gets banged up or the knee goes sideways or whatever. And they don't see it coming. A lot of the times it's, it's not necessarily even anything you do. It's kind of how awkwardly people will either fall on you or the way they pull you down. So uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't go there. I, I don't want to get into that, because you're, you're looking for an excuse as to why your season's being derailed. Oh, the strength and conditioning staff stink. What you have to be is in – first of all, it's up to your own device to stay in shape in the offseason and come into camp ready to go. Camp is no longer about getting into shape. Camp is now about coming into shape and installing all of your plays and schemes. That's what camp is and about honing your skill. Um, it's not about the old days when you went out and sold cars and drank and smoked cigarettes and everything else and then you came into camp and you ran – gassers to be able to build up your stamina you're already <laughs> expected to come in excuse me come into camp with a good amount of physical stamina so it's a different day and age i think we're looking for reasons that really aren't there we're grasping at straws you know so uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy after the top of the hour gonna hear from jordan love gonna hear from eric stokes gonna hear from christian watson all of them. We've got uh, some more coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll get into some things that we missed today as well. So uh, a lot still on the docket on this Thursday edition of the Bill Michael Show. A reminder, don't forget, coming up tomorrow night, we're going to be down at Stanley's second and National Walkers Point, the Halloween costume contest. I'm going to be there. Grant Bills is going to be there. Looking forward to it. So come down and join us on Friday. However, if you can't and you're in the Marshfield area, Coming up next Wednesday, we're going to be there for the huddle. We're going to be at Nuts Deep 2 in Marshfield next week. So if you're in the Marshfield area, come on out. 6 to 8, Nuts Deep 2 in Marshfield. We'll see you there. Another hour of the Bill Michaels show, all coming up next.